After 30 podcast. I'm your co-host Tabitha Valerie and today's episode is about the mindset shifts for dating. We have Dr. Carla Maria Manley with us today, a practicing clinical psychologist and author who recently released the book Date Smart. That's a must read for millennial daters, focusing on how to date strong, fearlessly, and smart. Even if you're in a committed relationship, this book highlights the key elements of what constitutes the foundation of strong, healthy relationships. It's a no-nonsense guide that takes the guesswork out of dating with the latest research, real-life examples, and 33 vital mindset shifts. We're chatting today about what some of those mindset shifts are, how to increase your awareness to red flags, hello, and how to foster empowerment and how to foster empowered communication, boundaries, and realistic expectations. Dr. Carla. Yeah, hi. So hi. happy to be here. We're so excited to talk about this. I don't know where this conversation is going to go. I'm not currently dating. I haven't been <laughs> in the dating game in a long time. But like you said, there's a lot of foundational things that I could pick from this. But I think it's really important to note that as we get older, it's really important for us to pay attention to how the mindset can shift. And so I'm really excited about this entire thing. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I am so excited because for me, as a, as a clinical psychologist, as a woman, I see so many of the same themes in my mm. clients, in my workshops over and over again. That was one of the reasons I was called to write Date Smart. I thought if I can make a difference, if I can give people just nuggets of yeah. everything I've amassed, everything I've learned, everything I teach, and yeah. help people come from a place of wise empowerment. Mm. You can be empowered, but it's another thing to be wisely empowered. And that will be <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's, I think, yeah. what grabbed us right away out of this book. And I think what's so great about how you, you're really grounded in that empowerment and in, like, there's this compassionate self-awareness that you really focus on, self-respect, stronger self-esteem, you know, like really setting personal boundaries. So much of that is about self, which is incredible as the foundation of the book. Elaborate on that and how you got to that place. I think so many books, so many things that are about dating are about the other person or about how mm. to be, how to catch the guy, how to catch the girl. Mm. I absolutely say, no, mm -mm, I'm not going there. Mm. Okay. What I want you to do is to dive inside, find right. you, be you, whoever she is, whoever he is, be that person, know yourself, know your strengths, know your weaknesses, mm. make your strengths stronger. Look at your weaknesses. If there are things that, that need to be shifted, shift them. If there are things that are just wabi-sabi, little imperfections, <laughs> and we all have them, embrace them, be proud of them. And so I think when we come from a place of dating, of being in relationship as our strongest selves, as knowing unapologetically, right, who we are and what we bring to the world and working mm. on polishing the stone of who we are. Mm. When we do that, we feel strong self-esteem. And that's where I come from, not self-confidence, because that's more transitory. It can be taken away okay. skill or ability, or, you know, if you're so proud of how you look and your self-confidence is based on having the latest things and the, you know, mm -hmm. prettiest skin or whatever, and those go away because you're aging or you lose your job or whatever it is that gives you self-confidence, 
there goes the confidence. Sure, Self-esteem sure. is different. Self-esteem is about, I love my core. I know my core. I'm friends with my core. I know my strengths. I know my weaknesses. Like me, don't like me. Yeah. I like me. Yeah. Mm. It's also so much easier to set boundaries and to have open communication. It's so much easier to do those things when you're coming from that place of that self-esteem and of that clarity. And you're like, no, I'm not putting up with this because that's I true. I don't want to or whatever. Right. For sure. And also I was thinking such a good point. And also I was thinking about how, when we become closer to ourselves, we are sort of, you know, turning inwards into our essence. And so like when I've got my own individual essence and I stand inside of that essence, I can actually take up space. And I find like a lot of the time we shy away and we curl inwards. Mm. And so when I'm like learning my essence, I'm like not shying away. And so that not shying away and taking up space actually allows us to have that self-esteem and be, and actually leads into confidence, you know? Um, Mm -hmm. so I think there is a piece about self-esteem underpinning how we are in the world and being more confident and being more aware of how we exist for sure. And that's more attractive. You know, when you see anyone that is incredibly sure of who they are, they're not confident or they're not, it's not cocky, you know, and maybe they're confident, but it's not the overconfidence. But when they're like, really standing, like you said, Anise, in their essence, that's attractive. They know exactly who they are. Absolutely. And I love the way you explain it about the essence, because I think that's what we pick up when we talk about auras and chakras and energy, right? And I'm a big believer in all of that because I'm Jungian trained for, as a Jungian therapist. And yeah. I'm looking at one of my um, favorite plaques. It says, who looks outside dreams? Who looks inside awakens. Oh. And so when we look inside to awaken and know our essence, because sometimes we don't know our essence, we're programmed to be or look a certain way, which sure. is one of the things I think that gets us so off course. We're looking at social media and all of these images and saying, I should be this, I should be that, I should be this for this person. I need to look like that to get married or to yeah. hook up or whatever. It's, no, you need, yeah. as you said, when you are strong in who you are, and you love your essence and you're working on your essence that radiates that's magic and then the right person will come to you because if you're putting off a vibe just to capture people and that's not really who your essence is Mm. it's not going to be a good fit long term yeah Yeah, but if you're showing up and saying this is me if you love me more power to you if you don't you know okay we're not going to connect you're for somebody else. Yeah. yeah you're yeah. for somebody else. Yeah. yeah. And Carla, to your point, when you show up as someone else, actually you burn out and it's not sustainable. Like I have oh. experienced that a million times 100%. and a one time and I continue to experience that when I'm like, Oh my gosh, you, we do so much shit. We don't want to do. That's just a part of living, right? You have to be professional. There's so many ways in how we exist. And I think that really plays a part in teaching us along the way, especially as we get older, how to be closer to our essence and how to behave as we're out in the world. And I'm thinking about just how unsustainable it is to follow these facades that you're talking about. (laughs) That mask wearing, those facades are so exhausting. I just have to so agree with you that people will say, how'd you get so comfortable in your skin? And I say, it's the only skin I have. Right. Yeah. Of course, mm-hmm. I'm in a story and be comfortable. Of course, if you if we don't spend time 
trying to be all of these other things. We get to spend all that energy being congruent, Mm -hmm. to know who we are and feel comfy in our skin. It doesn't mean we'll always be free of anxiety. Mm -hmm. It doesn't mean we will always show up and radiate, but it does mean we'll appreciate the value of being who we are and just moving yeah. through the world in our essence without mm-hmm. trying to remember, oh, what mask did I put on for this person? Exactly. Oh, I put on this mask all day. Now I'm going to go home and have a meltdown because it was so exhausting. Yeah. That <laughs> That's an ease. <laughs> and then talking about people who go out into the dating world, and I really, this is one of the big reasons I wanted to speak to that. If someone goes mm-hmm. out into the dating world and is putting on a mask and they catch someone, and they're dating with this mask on and promising all these things and showing this side of themselves. And then they get that person into relationship with them. Mm-hmm. We all know what it's like to be in relationship with someone who draws you in and then crumbles, mm-hmm. whether it's six months, a year or two. And you're like, where did the person go that I dated? Yeah. It's because yeah. that person was wearing a mask. Mm-hmm. And, right. and that's generally the way it shows up. So to me, mask wearing is harmful to the self and harmful to the other person that you might lure in and Mm -hmm. causes so much heartache. So mindset shifts. Okay, Okay. mindset (laughs) shifts, yeah. Yeah, okay, let's start there. There are 33, but I I highlighted 10 of them. Some of them are amazing. First one happens to be number one. There's a time to date and a time not to date. If you choose not to date, you are not wasting your time. Any time that you intentionally set aside to be yourself, just to learn, grow, and be is some of the most valuable time in life. You're not broken or unlovable if you consciously choose not to date. You are simply investing your energy in other important areas of your mm-hmm. life. I like that so That's much. That's one of my favorites because so many people are pressured by family, friends, whatever to be dating. Themselves when- even, right? Like if they're just like tired of being single and they just mm-hmm. want that companionship. Yeah, for sure. And on the flip side also, when I think about the term, I don't date, I'm only in it for the long term. So there's like this thing of like, even when you meet someone, it's like you have an intention. Is this going to work or is this not going to work? Like, I'm not going to date you otherwise. Like if I see potential, that's Mm. cool too. So I think I see it in both ways. I love the soft tone Mm. that you're taking, but I also see it in another way. Yeah. Mm. Well, and I appreciate that because it's a piece of what I really believe in where I say, know your intentions. If you want just to hook up with someone for the night, Mm. know that state it be true. You want to have the intention of being self-partnered, taking a time out, know that that's fine. You want to get married and have 3.5 children, you know, know that, state that. And to me, that's part of dating smart is showing up with that authenticity. And so I absolutely agree with you Mm -hmm. that part of that is knowing your intention, stating Mm -hmm. your intention, and we're getting into another one of the mindset. There is a part, there is one of the mindset shifts that says it's okay not to know. So if someone's going out on a date and the person says, hey, what do you want? Are you looking for something long-term or short-term? And you don't know. 
Mm-hmm. It's okay to say, you know, yeah, okay. I, like I don't that. know. I'm out of a three-year relationship. Maybe if I meet the right person, I'm game for long term, but yeah. you might just oh, be, no. you know, a notch on my mm, belt. Mm, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> trying to think of a nice way to say it. A gender neutral way. Absolutely. Absolutely. I like it. Okay, what's another one? What's, okay. the, what's the third one? Friendship is a skill and a way of being. Some people Mm. simply don't know how to be good friends. Mm. Sometimes a person can learn how to be a really good friend, but the key to change is that the person must really, really want to learn this important skill and important Mm. way of showing up in life. Strive to learn the difference between a true friend and a person who wears a mask of friendship, but has no idea how to be a genuine friend. Mm. That's really, really, really good. Yeah, I had, to, I had to close my eyes to listen to that one because it was so deep. It was so good. Okay, so mindset shift. Next one happens to be number four. Pay close attention to red flags. Red flags are important signs from inside you that are telling you to beware. Watch for red flags and take them seriously. Those who are trying to be true friends will listen to you when you talk with them about the red flags you've noticed. People not interested in being a good friend are dismissive. They may tell you that you're too sensitive, too reactive, or too something or other. Mm. Really good friends and take our concerns seriously and work through them Mm. with us. I like that you're talking so much about being a good friend. (laughs) Thank you for that. I was just about to say, aside from people who just want to hook up, that's a different category. But if we want to build a relationship, start with friendship. Right. Because mm-hmm. if we get to know what it means to be a good friend, we can mm-hmm. see if that person has the qualities where they'll show mm-hmm. up and be a good friend. Mm-hmm. And it's mm-hmm. one of the key issues I see in relationships is that the people didn't have a good friendship. They got mm-hmm. together because they each had their hopes and their dreams and their individual and you know passions going on. And then when they step back and they go, oh, I don't even really like this person. That's right. So I think that's amazing in theory. And then I'm thinking about people that might be dating later in their life. They've done a lot of this work on self and they feel really confident about who they are, but they're also like ready. They're like ready to find that person back to what you were saying earlier. It's like, they're making their intentions clear. So I'm thinking about the, you know, the people that are like, yeah, I'm ready. I do want to get married. I want to have kids. And there does feel like there's a bit of a time pressure, particularly for women if they want to have kids. So how do you reconcile that part with the friendship piece? Do you know what I mean? I absolutely do. And what I tell people, because I also work with people who are dissolving relationships, that Mm. if you want a long-term marriage without kids, take your time right? Still build the friendship, take your time. If what you're interested in, because getting into someone who's not truly your friend, into Mm. a relationship with someone who's not truly your friend, the heartache is vast and you're Mm. so much better slowing down. However, if you want to have children with someone, it's all the more important to choose a friend. That's the person you're going to be co-parenting with. Yeah. That is the person who you are going to be imprinting your child with those dynamics. Yeah. And yeah. so for me, it is that piece that I have really learned. We miss mm-hmm. the need for friendship because when you think about it, I was working with a client earlier today. It's a perfect example. She and her guy just broke up. And the thing she loves most about him is that they were really deep friends. He got Mm -hmm. her, she got him. 
Right. And he mm-hmm. feels like her best girlfriend. And I have a feeling, yeah. strong feeling, they're going to repair and get back together oh, because they are because really, of that. Well, and we yeah. I did some coaching around it, which is is really bringing things back to center in a relationship. And so uh, I think sure. that that was the piece that if we have that strong foundation, and let's mm-hmm. say a marriage with someone who's a really good friend goes by the wayside and you have kids, if you have the friendship, they yeah. will co-parent in magnificent ways, even if right, you're in right. different homes. So right, again, right. we'll always go back to the friendship. Mm-hmm. Like social cues and friendship, like we know what our friends need. We buy our friends gifts. It's not that we don't with <sighs> our loved ones, but there's something different about getting it from a yeah. friend. And there's yeah. an intimacy we create. There's a, a bond. And, you know, I thought of you and I bought this. It's different. It's different with your, with your, you know, spouse or partner. And it's different from with a friendship. So I think the consideration and the social cues that we acquire through building a friendship is really, really huge. You so know, huge. building the foundation of a relationship. So you mm-hmm. use one of my favorite words consideration Mm. that is the piece that we often lose in Mm. romantic relationships we get together we're in the limerent stage passion's high energy's high fun's high Mm. and then Mm. that falls away that's why the best thing you can tell someone is always date your partner whether you've been married a year or 50 years date your partner because that's Mm. the piece you're talking about. It's the consideration. You think about them. You remember what they like. You bring them that cupcake or that cup of tea or or, or the hug, right? That's what makes. And if we bring that, can you imagine if every romantic relationship from here to forward starts with friendship, can you imagine the generation of kids that are going to grow up in that kind of loving embrace. Yeah. Yes. Yes. I mean, I get chills because it is, we we forget that. True. You do forget the longer you're together and the more you let that slide away and you just let that not be part of your practice, (laughs) how you are with your partner is different than how you are in your friendships. But I actually am thinking I would like those to be more similar. Mm -hmm. What you're saying is so crucial. How you consider and think about doing things for your friends should be doing that same level to your partner there you go. all the 100%. time and we just don't we take them for granted it's just that's just and when you right both now. are yeah. treating each other like the best mm. friend mm. and that's mm. what i really look for in relationships you can tell me your best friends that was it goes back to the other mindset yeah, yeah. but are you acting like my best friend mm. and that's right. what and i really dive into that in date smart being able in our world we forget the true the meaning of a true friend We forget that a friend Mm -hmm. is because we have 3000 friends on Facebook. So we think everybody's our friend. No, most Mm -hmm. of those people, you would recognize them if if you met them on the street. And then we have these different Mm -hmm. levels of friendship and our most intimate friend is the Mm -hmm. one that we want. Our most best friend is the one we want to say, that's my significant other. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Okay. Do you have any other mindset shifts? Cause we want to go back to red flag. Okay. So, cause you did touch on that a little, okay. but I'm sure you have more, right? I think we're only at like five or six. They're all great. Anyway, okay. <laughs> mindset shift six in the dating world and beyond. It's essential that you strive to create relationships that are built on mutual trust and respect. When you have a strong foundation of trust and respect in your life and your relationships, you will feel safe, empowered, and strong. You will feel truly loved. A relationship that is lacking the essential elements of mutual trust and respect Mm -hmm. simply does not have much of a positive future. Amazing. I'm a big trust person, clearly. 
Clearly. Clearly. Without yeah. trust, without respect. And interestingly, bring it back to friendship. With our friends, we have trust and respect. That's why we call them our best girlfriends or our best guy friends. That's right. So that to me is an essential yeah. word. I love this one. Yeah. It relates to the last one. This is mindset shift number nine. Honesty matters as much as oxygen. Mm. Oh, I've seen dear. the pain and havoc that dishonesty can create. There's almost nothing worse than misleading a person from the start. Mm-hmm. Take the time to know yourself so that you can bring your best self to the dating world and find the most wonderful partner possible. Honesty isn't an option. It's a vital necessity. Mm, and, and Very amazing. Think about that. Like when you're meeting a stranger or you're meeting somebody new or you've been introduced to somebody, how that honesty plays out. Because you have so many options to create mm, your story. Interesting. You yeah. can go in any direction you want. That's the joy of meeting uh, someone new when you're older too. Yeah. You can create a new persona. Yeah. You have the opportunity to start new. So where does your honesty stay true to your story? Mm. I love that. I love Love that. It's a good one because you would not believe the number of people I ran into who get into a relationship and don't find out who their partner was until they're married mm-hmm. or two years after the marriage because mm-hmm. some people are really good at keeping those masks on, right? There are big hurts and little hurts that come from not being honest. And I am a big believer that we all are imperfect. And so we just come to the table and say, hey, this is who I am. And if you ask me a question and I'm not comfortable answering it, it's okay for me to say, my honest answer is, I'm not ready to share that truth with you yet. Mm, Yeah, I don't like it. And that's being honest. And so for me, I have a lot of gray, you know, and I'm not a black, white person. But when it comes to honesty and respect, I get very black and white. Right. And I think we all need to be black and white a little more because there's so much about, well, maybe this little white lie and that little black lie. And it just starts this snowball effect that takes us downhill so quickly. Okay. I feel like that is bringing up one of our questions that's (laughs) incredibly relevant for dating in today's world. Ghosting. And other kinds of demons that happen in the dating world, Mm -hmm. because you're alluding to that a little bit. These little dishonesty. Oh, so dishonest. So what do you what do you think about that? So dishonest, so disrespectful. Yeah. People ghost because they're hiding. They're hiding yeah. behind right. a computer, behind a cell phone, and they are being disrespectful. So that's mm-hmm. another one of those hard right. lines where it's, hey, you don't want to see someone again. Have the courtesy, do a cut and paste from a general message you keep somewhere. And you know, <laughs> right, just say, right. hey, not a good fit. You won't be hearing from me again. Yeah, yeah, I love it. I love it. And here's the piece that people miss. And this is to all of you ghosters out there, right? It's not that you're a bad person. (laughs) It's just you need to improve your skill set. Because here's the truth. Every time you ghost someone, every time you're dishonest Mm. with someone, you are not stepping Mm. into a simple act of courage and truth. And every time we do that to ourselves or to someone else, we just chip away at the one thing we have, our integrity. No, yes. Oh, yeah. And so those who are out there ghosting, come on. (laughs) That's right. That's right. And you know, like a lot of us have trouble saying no to people. And a lot of us have trouble with all of these things of like, I don't want to see this person again. And so we end up going into this place of ghosting, right? And that's one method of coping. But also, if you really think about it, it's actually not that hard to reply and say, 
I can't do this. I don't want to see you anymore or whatever it is in a polite way. It's actually not as hard as it seems. It might seem overwhelming. So you just want to walk away from it or hide from it. But actually to all of the ghosters out there, (laughs) it's actually much simpler and much less overwhelming than it actually appears to be. So I think that's a huge piece. And also it's sorted. It's done. You can put it to bed. Like there's a thing when you go someone like, and even if you like put them in somewhere in the back of your mind, you're putting them in a closet. You don't really care anymore. But there's still that possibility that you're going to run into them for drinks or whatever. And then, then it's awkward, sort it out and cut it and everybody's cool. And then you move on. Like, I actually feel like it's less baggage if you just do that. And back to what you're far nicer than we are. Carla, but you know, you're basically saying like, (laughs) have have self-respect and you like all these beautiful ways of coming at it. We're just like, don't be a dick, but (laughs) all of these points are really good. (laughs) Well, and you know, it's interesting. I walk every morning and I was listening to this guy as I'm walking past and he's talking to a friend. He was talking about a girl who ghosted him. He was talking loud enough for the entire community. (laughs) And he was saying, but man, she ghosted me. And I never heard back from her. And finally I sent her a text and said, what's up? And then I sent another text. He says, but I don't care. But he went on until I passed Mm, him talking about the same thing. And the point is, I could feel for him. You could could feel he cared. You could hear he cared. (laughs) Beneath the bravado of I don't care was a guy who did care. If you want to work on being a truly empathic, empowered Mm. human being, if that's in your value system, right? And I hope it's in Mm -hmm. all of our value systems. Remember that when you're ghosting someone, there's someone on the opposite end who's hurting. Mm -hmm. And we need Mm -hmm. to be able to step into that space and look. And so that's the important piece about ghosting. The person who's ghosting isn't working on how to be in relationship. Totally. no. And sometimes one of the ways we are in relationship is to say, I'm done with this, mm-hmm. you know, yes. or it's not a good fit. So when we are able to just send that simple text, we are in a way, not only just being empathic, but we're patting ourselves on the back and saying, you got this. Mm. You have this boundary setting relationship skill. Yeah. That is where our self-esteem grows because we go, oh, I did something that's right. Yeah. I did something that's respectful. So ghosting is very symbolic of other dating behaviors where we aren't showing up and being empathic and considerate, that big word considerate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, 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 right. This episode is brought to you by KitCaster. KitCaster books you on top podcasts. How do funded startup founders attract prospects and talent? Podcast interviews, How do entrepreneurs with exits find new deals? Podcast interviews. How do C-suite execs differentiate in crowded markets? Podcast interviews. KitCaster books you on top podcasts. Click the link in the show notes for a special offer. Celebrate good conversation. Mindset number two or three. Yeah. Um, Yeah. So, and that's one of the things you dive into more in the book about like expanding your red flag awareness, which is amazing. So, (laughs) tell us more. Like, how do we do that? And I liked what you were saying Mm -hmm. before with the mindset shift that that's somewhere in your body is telling you that that's a problem. So, and to trust that. So, how can we do that more? Okay. So, part of it 
is depending upon the way you were raised, I'll just dive back into your personal history for a minute. If you were raised to be really in touch with yourself and respect your intuition and respect your boundaries, even know what boundaries were, really being in a place of noticing red flags is easy. Sure. Because mm. it's part of your it's part of how you were raised. Many people do not get that kind of awareness. Yeah. They get the opposite. They're hurting and they're told, oh, get through it. Mm. Somebody crosses their boundaries and you're, and somebody tells them you're too sensitive mm. or you're making a big deal about it or don't pay mm. any attention to that, just carry on. All mm. of these messages work against our ability to see a red flag and acknowledge it, to see it mm -hmm. when it's a, as some people call them, pink flags or yellow flags, right? Yeah. Because we're not trusting our instinct. And okay. when you think about instinct, messages from gut, which is really important mm -hmm. because it's where we get mm -hmm. a lot of our instinct hits, gut to brain 90%, brain to gut 10%. Reason I mm. say that we get so mm. much of our in information from the enteric nervous system, but we are taught because we're in a more patriarchal culture, we are taught that it's just your instinct. That's a woman's mm. thing. You bet it's yep. a woman's thing. It's also a man's thing. We all have <laughs> the power to tap into our instincts. So that's yes. what noticing red flags is about. Mm. If you notice mm. something, pay attention to it put it in your dating journal, put it in your nighttime journal, wherever it is. Mm -hmm. And then if it happens again, you know, it wasn't fleeting, you know, it was a coincidence. Mm -hmm. For example, somebody is sarcastic with you and you go, God, that could have been something from my childhood. Maybe I'm getting triggered yeah. because it reminds me of my dad. Then it happens mm -hmm. again. You go, Oh, you know, okay. So you write it down in your journal and you go out with the person again. You go, you know, Hey, let me tell you how I'm feeling. I noticed this real sarcastic tone that you use mm -hmm. with me. And I feel hurt when you do that. Yes. I'd rather you not use sarcasm with me. Mm -hmm. You've used that red flag to lean into that person mm -hmm. to state your truth and get this, watch for the response. Right. Oh. I'll tell you everything. The person leans yeah. back and says, tell me more. You know, I, I can't really see myself through your eyes. Tell me more about what I say that's bothersome to you. I really don't want to hurt you. I really like you and will avoid triggering you. Oh my God. Imagine incredible. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. We're working on that. We're yeah, working yeah. On that. <laughs> yeah. I'll be like, okay. Okay. Well, and there are, I do training to help people learn to, to move. Yes. Yeah. People that way. Now, yeah. if you take that red flag and somebody says, What's wrong with you? You're too sensitive. Yeah. So the woman will, or the man will back off and say, wow, okay, I guess I'm too sensitive. I just got to yeah. get a tougher skin because they probably heard that message growing up. Okay. I have a question yes. about this though. So yes. especially when you're first dating someone, there's going to be, and you said pink, yellow, red, like there's going to be versions of things that come up that that other person is doing. And sometimes there's a bit of a, okay, how important is that to me? I'm okay with that. I'm okay with like working through that. Or is that something that is like a deal breaker for me? I guess I'm asking deal breakers. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. If you've done your inner work, you'll realize, you know, your deal breakers, right? Yeah. Dishonesty, right. Disrespect, right. Lack of integrity, right. Mm -hmm. Lack of kindness, mm -hmm. lack of compassion, those, mm -hmm. and then you'll get to know very quickly. You can teach certain things 
things. Yeah. You can, because we teach each other in relationship. We yeah. coach, right? We can teach right. cooking skills to yes. a certain degree, right? Yeah. We, but generally, yes. if somebody is combative and says, no, mm-hmm. I, yeah. and that leads me to another piece, and this will help answer your question because it's a beautiful question. This is one of the biggest problems in relationship that there is a meme out there that says, I shouldn't have to change in a relationship. Mm. Newsflash, we all change in relationship. Mm, It's one of the benefits of relationship. We change every day. (laughs) It's do we change consciously? Do we change intentionally? So if I'm in a relationship with someone and they ask me to start stealing with them because they like it, I'm going to say, no, hard no, that's not going to make me a better person. But if somebody says, hey, I'd like you to move in with me and I feel discomfort come up because I like my space and I like my Mm -hmm. house, me moving into that person's space might help me grow. Mm. Yeah, See? true. So true, that true, change, true. me saying, wow, I've always been in my space. Things have always been my way. By me moving to your place, I'm going to really work that muscle of flexibility. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Right. Being, yeah. If somebody is Yo. helping us up level, this relationship, this art of being in relationship is about hammering, about working yes. with each other collaboratively yes. to become better versions of right. the person we are. To me, that's the essence. So, of course, I'll change in relationship. Sure, I'll sure. I'll to change. If you can bring something to my world that helps me be a yeah. better, stronger, wiser human being, yeah. come at me. I'm all for it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and, and you know, it's specialties. And it's the foundation. Yeah. It's it's a foundation yeah. of relationality, right? Our being in relationship, um, if you're not changing and you're not evolving together and you're not growing together, I would actually say if you're not changing, then that could be something to look at. Right? Yeah, it's a red flag. Absolutely. (laughs) It is a huge red flag. And that's the part that would then be a deal breaker. You would say, oh, you want to be stuck and stagnant? That's fine for you. Mm. For me, that's a deal breaker. And so we each need to do the work to know our deal breakers. Yeah, amazing. So crucial. Thank you. Thank you, Carla. We're so glad that you have written this book so that everyone can go buy it. By the way, it's coming out on July 6th, available on Amazon, Barnes & Noble, IndieBound. It's available everywhere. Check it out. And there's the 33 mindset shift. So thank you for this. This was (laughs) so fun. Thank you both. It was so much fun. I appreciate it. Uh, Thank you, Carla. What a lovely discussion. Thank you for being so open with us. Thank you. Bye, everybody. Talk to you next week. Have a good weekend.